my voice is a bit croaky, so forgive me. I'm a bit ill. I've been a bit ill um, for the last day and, and a bit. So forgive me. Can you hear me? Is it okay? Do I need to pick up? Oh, good. Um, today's going to be slightly disorganized, but it's going to be short. So bear with me. Um, it was interesting when um, Aunt Shola was speaking earlier, earlier in this morning, where she said to us that she wasn't keen on um, leading the worship this morning. And... Um, she felt attacked in the week, and it was quite a difficult week. I had the same as well. So last night, around 10.20, almost 10.30, I messaged Pastor Kelly and said, I don't think I can do this. Um, I was completely shattered. I was ill. I was shaking like a jelly. And um, poor Noah and Julianne had to look after me. Um, and even this morning as well, um, I, I, Julianne brought me some breakfast in bed. I've won the lottery in terms of spouse takes, by the way. But um, I have to say quickly on the breakfast in bed thing, it's not as great as it sounds, because you need to kind of stand up and brush. So um, otherwise it'd be disgusting. Anyway, let me pray first before I, I go on ranting. Um, Father Lord, I, I want to say thank you, Lord, for this morning. I want to thank you, Lord, for your worship. I want to thank you, Lord, for your grace upon our lives, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you open my heart and you open our hearts, Lord, to hear from you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, so the title of my, I don't want to call it preach, the title of my talk today, because I'm going to be speaking to you for about 10, 15 minutes so that we can go back to the worship, is vision, make it plain. And I'm looking especially at Habakkuk 2 from verses 1 to 3. So the media team, if you can help me put that up once you can, that would be great. So it's Habakkuk 2 from verse 1 to 3. And I'm looking at vision, making it plain. At the start of the year, um, we had um, a, a, a vision statement that Pastor Kelly shared with the church. Um, and since I was asked to preach on this, it's been in my head, it's been going around actually, what exactly are you trying to tell me to say, God? Because I actually wanted to say no. Because I'm not, um, because if I have nothing to say, there's no point coming up. But I think something that kept on coming back to, uh, to my mind, especially when we had the fasting week as well, was that we're all at different journeys of our Christian work. But we're also at all at different journeys of our dreams and our visions. And before I go into, the, into my, my, the breakdown of what I'm trying to say, there are three things I really want to, I, I really want to draw upon. Um, the first, actually, is that there's the universal side of things, i.e., what is the vision for the church, i.e., the big church body itself? What are we saying today, not just the young people, but what are we saying today to the world? Um, because, actually, the language of the world is very different from what it used to be like. Um, and I'll give a couple of examples. Um, if, you're, if you're online on, on the social web, um, one of the things that you tend to see a lot of is people talking about manifesting um, and a vision board. And I've always found that very interesting because a lot of that actually comes from um, what we have in Habakkuk 2 from verses 1 to 3. So it's nothing new. It's nothing strange. It's actually not a bad thing to do, actually, to have a vision and to make it plain, essentially, which is the title of, our, of, our verse, of, our, of the preach today. But more importantly, actually, than just making it plain, is verse 3, which talks about how can we persevere, run with it, actually let, let it tarry sometimes. And the reason why I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing on this is, if you look at the, the, the coming of Jesus to, to the earth and his dying for our sins, a lot of people actually are like, what's the victory there? What, what, what have you won? Because essentially Jesus died, the enemy officially isn't defeated, it feels like we are back to square one. But actually, we understand, actually, as Christians, that the resurrection of Christ is the victory. Um, and ultimately, we, i.e., we believing in Christ, and we actually persevering in the face of difficulty is the victory. So, I'm going to read 
Um, have you got it up? Um, Abacuc 2, 1 to 3. I'm just going to read Abacuc 2, 1 to 3 from my phone. I've got eight minutes more. Um, <laughs> so Abacuc 2 from the New International Version says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I have to give to his complaint. Sorry, Tola, I keep moving, don't I? Uh, <laughs> verse 2 then says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that the herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. And I think that's the key point. If there's anything else you miss from what I say today, the, the, the revelation, your vision, your dream, the vision that the world has given you may linger. Wait for it. Um, it certainly will come and will not delay. Um, we've all heard the same before where it says, um, the Lord may not come when you want him to come, but he's always on time, right? And that's also the core of my preach today, is actually waiting for God to actually action what he has promised to give to you. So I said, we'll do the universal, and I'm not going to spend time on the universal, because at this, at the, at the, in the middle of the week, Pastor Kelly sent me a voice message to say, the preach has to be 20 minutes. So I said, okay, I'm going to go from a full fat preach to a semi-skimmed preach. Then yesterday, I got really ill, so I said, you know, I'm not even doing this at all. But this morning, I thought to myself, I'll do about 10 minutes, so it's going to go from semi-skimmed to proper skimmed. Uh, so this is a skimmed version. So we're going to skip over the universal, and we're going to go to the particular. So what's the particular for us today? The particular is the church, where we are, Woolwich Community Church. That's the particular for us. And what are our visions? There's a vision particularly shared at the start of the year. There's a vision of Woolwich Community Church itself, actually, as being a community within Woolwich itself, as being a source of good news within Woolwich. So it was fantastic to hear Pastor Kelly talk about the fact that we are going to restart evangelism, actually, on the 21st of May. That's wonderful, because actually we're fulfilling a vision, because Christ has called us to go out, to actually spread the good news. The third thing actually is that we've had this vision for a while to, have, to be in a new building, and this is not our new building, right? So, um, and I know quite a, lot, a few of us are like, we want to be in that space where it's our space, we don't have to keep setting up, all of that stuff. And I think the reminder for, and I, I'm, I'm surprised to myself I'm saying this, because I feel like we can go faster than we are currently, but actually, I think a reminder for me when I read this verse again is, wait, um, it's going to come. I think that's a reminder Abacock is, telling, is saying to us. It would, it would come. Then I want to go to the personal um, in the next five minutes. And the reason why I'm going into the personal is because I think there's a lot of us here today. I think if you search your heart, there's a lot of dreams you have. There's a lot of visions you have. I'm going to use visions and dreams interchangeably. They're not the same, but I'm going to use them interchangeably. There's a lot of dreams we have here today that we've not fulfilled. Some of us actually have forgotten those dreams some of us have slept on it. Some of us have ignored it. And I think the word of the Lord through me today, actually to you, is that you need to reawaken those dreams. We need to restore those dreams. If you look at the bottom right of our seven arrows, on the bottom, on the bottom right from my right, facing you obviously, and your left, is restoration. And for me, of the seven arrows at, at the start of the year, restoration has been the constant theme for me. Restoration. And I've, I've been asking the Lord, what does this mean? And I think, um, as I said previously, one thing I've been pursuing as a dream that God has given me since I was 10, I'm now in my 30s, over 20 years ago, is to go into law and become a lawyer. Um, and for me, it's felt like the longest of journeys I've ever taken in my life. And the reason why I'm relaying this message again to us today is that there are dreams you have, there are dreams you have here today, 
that you've forgotten about, that felt long, that you've kind of given up on. God is asking you to restore those dreams back to yourself, to restore those dreams, give it back to God and actually restore them. I don't know what it is that it is in your mind. This might be for one person, this might be for two, it might be for everyone in here, but actually the key and the core message, I'm not going to go into the Bible very much, but the core message of what I'm trying to say to you today is there's restoration in the Lord and whatever dreams and visions you've buried, take it back to God. If it's time to restore them, then it's time to do it again. This message I'm preaching today that I gave in the blog, usually you preach at the start of the year when you're sort of like writing down your plans for the year, you're excited, you're going to go to the gym five times a week like I planned. I'm going to run ten times a week like I planned. I'm going to do all the push-ups in the world. Um, and my wife is looking at me, if you stop eating, maybe you might lose some weight. <laughs> but um, genuinely, there are some visions and dreams that we plan at the start of the year, at the start of our lives when we're younger, that we've kind of given up on. We've, we've, we've lost the trust. And I think what God is saying to you is actually you need to come back. There's so many stories in the Bible of and, and it doesn't matter the age, right? When God said to Abraham that he was going to, have, he was going to be the father of many nations, I would have laughed if I was Abraham as well. I, what do you mean I'm going to be the father of many nations? I'm 90. Um, and God provided that, that answer to him. Obviously, he, wasn't, he didn't have more than two kings, but actually God made him the father of many nations. We still speak about Abraham today because we reference him almost as a father, or like a father. When, when God gave the, the dream to Joseph, and he was captured, and he was thrown into a pit. The dream of being the king and the leader and all that stuff and making his father bow to him and his brothers bow to him felt so distant. But actually, God has a way of restoring the dreams that he's put in us. And actually, the, the message for you today is actually, what are those dreams? What are those dreams that God has laid on your heart? And how are you fulfilling them? It doesn't matter, actually, that you've gone sideways. Success is not always linear, right? Sometimes... It's not in a straight line. You can go zigzag sometimes. And that's what success is. And you might be young and be thinking, what's this guy on about? I'm just at the start of my life. Genuinely, it doesn't matter how old you are. No matter how young or old you are, success actually is not linear. You might fail at stuff. doesn't mean you should, stop, you should give up. Um, I, 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 have, I have dreams that have been fulfilled very quickly. I, I, I spoke about my beautiful wife. And in 2010, I've never spoken about the journey of how we met each other. And I probably wouldn't because I embarrassed myself and... Everyone else here. But when I, when I met Julian, I've known of her previously, but um, I prayed in 2010 that I actually wanted a companion for life. Um, because I actually I made a vow to myself and to God ultimately that I didn't want to be in a relationship until I met that person whose life mattered more to, to me actually than mine, almost. Um, and, and to an extent, 2010 was a prayer I made, I think, at the start of the year. And God fulfilled in the same year. God fulfilled in August. Interestingly, she also claimed that she made the same prayer. So I think she won the lottery. Um, but <laughs> but the, the point I'm making to you is that I made that prayer in 2010. But I also made a prayer almost 10 years before that about, okay, God, what do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? What is it that you're calling me to do? And law was the thing that he made clear to me. And 20 years later, I'm still chasing that dream. Interestingly, I'm closer to that dream this year than I've ever been. But the point I'm making to you is actually some dreams are instant. Some dreams are instantaneous, sorry. Some dreams will take you far longer to get to. But actually making it plain, the whole point about making it plain is actually going back to the drawing board and asking yourself, Lord, what do you want me to do? I don't mean actually writing every chapter and verse of it. I don't mean actually planning every month and, and week in it. It's actually making it plain, the headline, the headline um, dream, making it plain enough. And I'll give a quick story. In, in John 5, um, 
There's this story that always baffles me, and I think it's baffled a lot of people as well in the past. This is a story about God healing the lame man at the pool. And I'll be very quick. It says, um, it says uh, um, this is John 5, and I'm reading the English Standard Version. It says, one man who had been invalid or lame for about 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there, knew that he had already been there a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be healed? I want you to underline that question. Christ has seen someone who has been lame for 38 years and is asking him, do you want to be healed? Of course I'm saying to myself, of course I want to be healed. Why do you think I've been here for such a long time? But this is what the, the sick man said when Christ asked him that question. He said, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool of water, which is stirred up. I mean, as you can tell, he's not really answering the question. The question Christ asked him is, do you want to be healed? The response is given is, there's no one that's taking me to the water. And sometimes, actually, when we, ask, when we say we, we have a vision or we have a dream, are we making it plain? It's a question I'm asking us. So sometimes you need to make it plain, actually, exactly what you want from the Lord. So going back, actually, and asking God clearly what you mean. Whether it's writing it down. I wrote my vision down for the, not the first time, but I wrote my vision down clearly this year. And I actually put it on my whiteboard. Um, and I was, I, as I was going through my interview process and getting the rejection, I was striking it off, and it was depressing. But... At the end of it, actually, a green light came in. I got an offer. Um, and, and sometimes, when we make plain our dreams, we are clear as to what our focus is. We are not distracted. And, and Jesus said to him, he said, get up, take your bed, and walk. And once the man was healed, he took up his bed and walked. And I, for me, I think that's, for me, the, the key point here is, what are we asking of God when he asks us to pray to him and to ask him? Are we asking him for the healing or are we asking him to take us to the water? Because when Christ says it's the bread of life, when Christ says it's the everlasting water, it obviously doesn't mean the physical things. And sometimes we can get distracted with the physical things because that's what matters to us. I'm ill right now and I want to be better. I want to feel better. And I'm focused on, I can be focused on that, but what's the bigger picture for me? And I think that's the question I have for everyone here. If you have a dream that you've let tarry, if you have a dream that you've let lay low for too long, Go back and revisit it. Ask God, actually, what the dream is and make it plain to the Lord. Don't ask for, to be taken to the river when what you actually need is a full walking limb. With that, God bless you. God keep you. And God cause his face to shine up you, upon you. Every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Opey. Could we invite the worship team back? Could everyone just stand, please? It's good to see so many of you here today. As Ope was just sharing, what came to mind was, yeah, a lot of you have got dreams that maybe haven't been fulfilled or that you've, you've let go to the wayside, that are dead. But there's some of you here that you haven't got dreams at all. You just haven't got a dream. You haven't got a vision. You don't see yourself as worthy enough to do anything with your life. So we're going to carry on worshipping the Lord. And I want to ask those that are leaders here, those that are in the wider leadership, we're going to pray for people. Because there's people here that need prayer. There's people here that need the fire of God set on their dreams. There's people here that need the fire of God to help them with where they're struggling, with where it's difficult. And you can't get out of that difficulty because some of you are locked in bondage 
And only God has got the key to open that prison door. And some of you young people, older people, retired people, if you are human, you have challenges in this world. This world will always give you challenges because you've got someone constantly that hates you. Most of you could have someone in mind right now that doesn't like you, whether they're family, whether it's someone on road, whether you go in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know you're going to be in danger. There's always the potential for harm. So we've always got the enemy against us. The enemy is Satan. He hates human beings. He would like to see you die at every level in your mind, physically. He would like the most pain and brutality to come into your life 24-7. He doesn't rest. He wants to hinder you in your sleep while you're awake. He is forever bombarding your life with what he wants for your life to take you out. And then you have a God that if you give God your heart, if you give God a chance, if you give God those dreams, your life can change forever. This is the time, this day is the time for you to give over to God. Broken dreams, dreams that are left by the wayside, dreams that make you feel very discouraged. I remember I had a dream that God was going to do so much with my life and everything went so wrong so quickly and I was so discouraged. When I first came to this church, I sat at the back physically and spiritually and I said to the Lord, I've had enough of your people. They are weird backbiters. I do not like them. I want to love you, but I do not want anything to do with your people anymore. I was so discouraged. I was so hurt and so broken even though God had given me dreams that I was going to be preaching and I was going to be changing people's lives and I would be an influencer, I was broken because I looked at what had happened to me. What had happened to me crushed me. But God's dream for me was still alive and God raised me up again and He let me live again. And the same can happen to you. You might have put something down that God has told you. You might have had something that you didn't even realise God told you as young people. Something you know you're going to achieve. You know you're going to go for. You know that it's in you to do that. You know you're great. You know there's greatness in you. You know. You don't want to say it to other people maybe. But you know there's greatness in you. You know, David, there's greatness in you. You know because you know what God has shown you. There's greatness in you and only you and God know about that greatness. But God wants to breathe on that greatness today so that you can go like I did. I went to the leadership of this church and I said, there is greatness in me. Pray for me because God has told me there's greatness in me. This is when I didn't even really want nothing to do with the church and the people. But God still told me to go and tell the leaders, there's greatness in me. And they prayed and sought God. And I'm now the pastor of this church. Does that make sense? You can get to where you need to go to. Trust God and He can do wonders in your life. So we're going to carry on worshipping God. But if you want prayer as we carry on worshipping God, we want to pray for you. We want to stand in the gap for you. If you've got a dead dream, we want to breathe life on that by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to worship a little bit more and then I'm going to ask certain people, if you want to pray, we're going to pray for you. Go on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. 
please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.